This is Miles Madsen joined alongside with David Mathis on the Wide and High Entertainment Network. Um, this week we are going to be reviewing the week one of the NFL and how the teams performed. And then we'll also be doing our predictions for week two and how that will be working. So now we'll start the recap of week one and how the teams performed. So we'll just go through um, through Thursday, through Sunday, and then on to Monday night. So the Cowboys took on the Buccaneers. Yes, Thursday. they did. And it was a really good game, actually. Really good game, I thought. Yeah, something that definitely shocked me was I don't think anybody really expected it, but Tom Brady throwing two picks. I think that really surprised some people, for sure. Yeah. Dak Prescott also threw one interception, too. Yes. And then you also have uh, the rushing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They really didn't utilize that much. They definitely just passed all over the Dallas Cowboys with Antonio Brown having 121 receiving yards, Chris Godwin with 105, and Rob Gronkowski with 90. Yes. And the Cowboys, Dak went 42 for 58, which is not bad at all. No, it's not, especially with 403 yards. That's definitely surprising. And then the Cowboys wide receivers, they'd also step up too. Amari Cooper having 139 yards and then CeeDee Lamb with 104. I'd say definitely the wide receiver core on both teams, they definitely surprised some people. Yes, I did not think CeeDee Lamb was going to step up as much as he did. Yeah, so um, now, David, let's talk about what player do you think surprised you the most from this Thursday matchup? Honestly, it was probably Dak. All right. Coming off of his big injury last year, first game back, and getting 403 yards on 42 completed passes. Oh, yeah, I totally agree with that. But my probably most surprising player is for the Buccaneers wide receiver Antonio Brown. It kind of surprised me how much they targeted him, especially after his last year he had a decent year, but he was definitely not their top wide receiver. So it surprised me how they utilized him in the game plan that much. Yeah, I didn't think that he could step up as much as he did this year. All right, so now we are going to move on to week two, or no, week one of the games, and we'll start with the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Houston Texans. This one was a big matchup. Oh, yes, yes it was. Two teams that nobody really expected to score a lot, but it definitely equaled out for a pretty decent game. How about Trevor Lawrence going for 332 yards? Yeah. He also had three touchdowns and three picks, which for a rookie, having 332 yards, that's pretty impressive, especially coming out in your first game. Exactly. Um, Carlos Hyde had nine carries and 44 yards. Yeah, and then they definitely also, I'd say they utilized some of their uh, receiving for the wide receivers. DJ Chark had 86. Marvin Jones had 77 yards. And LaVisca Chenault, their second-year guy, he's just getting utilized in the game plan. He had 50. And even James O'Shaughnessy, 48 yards and he was just like a third string last year yeah exactly and then how about Tyrod Taylor oh yeah stepping up big Deshaun Watson he was put on the medical for not even medical reasons he said that he uh, didn't want to play and Tyrod Taylor just stepping up big from last year even after having a punctured uh, thyroid or something I think that was his injury last year the doctor messed up or whatever yeah I know what you're talking about but I don't know the exact name of the injury yeah and then they also utilized Mark Ingram very well from that trade with DeAndre Hopkins a couple of years ago. Yeah. 26 carries. They definitely used him a lot. 85 yards and one touchdown. So they at least utilized it. I really like their rushing core. Oh, yeah. Mark Ingram and then Philip Lindsay. I really like Philip Lindsay. 
Oh, yeah. And then even just having David Johnson back there, that was also another guy that um, many didn't expect to be used, and he's still a very good running back. But him being a third string for that team, they have a very good uh, running core. They may not be the youngest except Philip Lindsay, but they definitely are still good. Oh, yeah, for sure. And how about their receivers? Oh, yeah. Brandon Cooks had five receptions for 132 yards, which for a new player is really good. Mm-hmm. And then Danny Amadola and uh, whoever's last name was Brown. Yeah. Pharaoh Brown. And then also, so now we'll move on to the Jaguars. Um, and what person from there surprised you the most for their performance, you think? Ooh. Probably Marvin Jones. All right, all right, I like that. Coming off from the Lions, getting traded over there, having a whole new quarterback, I see that. Yeah, because he had five receptions for 77 yards, and, I mean, for getting targeted five times for 77 yards. It means he's really good after the catch. Yeah. Mine would probably have to be Tyrod Taylor for him coming in after an injury um, and everything, throwing 291 yards, two interceptions. And then also, he didn't even throw any picks, which was actually pretty surprising for me. Even though the Jaguars' defense may not be the hottest, I still think that it's very easy to throw picks, especially coming off a second-string year, typically. most most definitely. All right, so now we are going to move on to the second game of Sunday, and it's going to be the Los Angeles Chargers versus Washington. And, oh, let me tell you, this was a very, very good game. Yes, it was. So as we look at the Los Angeles Chargers, um, Justin Herbert, man, He's just balling out this year, Uh, him winning Rookie of the Year last year, um, that award, and then him just throwing 31 for 47, 337 yards and one touchdown. That's just an amazing performance from week one to lead your team to the win. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, One thing that stands out to me was uh, Mike Williams. All right. Eight receptions for 82 yards. Yeah. For being a tight end. Oh, yeah, especially. And then not many people, especially knowing Mike Williams' name, and them also utilizing Keenan Allen for nine receptions, 100 yards, 13 targets. And then that Mike Williams, like you just mentioned, he had 12 targets, and he wasn't even a starter last year for the wide receiver core. So it's awesome just to see the younger people stepping up this year or the people that were second strings last year. It's awesome just to see them stepping up this year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now let's go on to Washington. Yeah. Ooh, Washington. Man, can I just tell you, I don't know about you, but I feel horrible for Ryan Fitzpatrick. I love that man, his desire for the NFL, but, man, I hate to see him go on IR. Man, he only threw six passes. Yep, three for six and got hurt. So sad. But Taylor Henneke or whatever, he's threw 11 for 15, 122 yards, excuse me there, um, and one touchdown, which is pretty good. And they have a – Washington has a very good rushing core as well. Um, with Antonio Gibson back there, they definitely used him too. 20 yards, no, 20 carries, excuse me, 90 yards, and then 4.5 yards per average, which is very impressive because he's a very good running back, so they knew how to utilize him. Yes. How about, did you see that catch from Terry McCollum? Oh, my, dude. He's, I, I saw something today that was uh, posted, and he got like an interview about that, and they were talking about, he said to them, that was the hardest catch I've ever had to make. He said, my body is never twisted in that type of way. But the way that he had to completely turn around and shift his body, it was just mind-blowing how he could even do that, and especially going right through the Chargers quarterback's hands, a cornerback's hands. Yeah, exactly. Very, very good catch by him. Um, how, Chase Young 
had uh, what did he have? He had Chase Young had two uh, PDs, which is actually yeah. very very good. And then if you have Montez Sweat, um, he was back there. He had one sack for him, which is very good. Chase Young had a uh, one tackle for a loss. Very good, just stepping up from the young rookie last year. He's a very good leader for that defense, especially, I would believe, uh, because after they drafted him, their defense was one of the most feared because of how good Chase Young is. Oh, yeah. Chase Young is probably one of the better rookies. Oh, yeah, 100%. Coming off of his rookie year. Yeah, I would agree. Him and Justin Herbert are probably the two, and the best part about this with the week one matchup, it's uh, MVP versus uh, the one that was challenged for it last year. Too. So it was a very good matchup to see the two rookies come back and back. So now, David, um, what player do you think surprised you the most from each team? Probably for Washington is probably t- uh, Taylor Heineke. All right. Because, I mean, they just signed Ryan Fitzpatrick, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to sit behind him like I sat behind Alex Smith. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick goes down, only throwing six passes, and then you have to step in. And he went 11 for 15. Yep. So pretty impressive from him. Oh, yeah. I would agree 100% with that one, too. But my person would honestly probably be Terry McLaurin. Him having only four receptions for four targets, that's a perfect uh, perfect catch rating there, excuse me. Um, then he had 62 yards, which was very impressive. He was four for four on catching 62 yards. Even though they didn't target him much, he definitely stepped up to the plate and caught all the passes. Oh, yes, for sure. And then on that one, the Los Angeles Chargers uh, were – uh, they won 20-16, to 16, so Washington is 0-1, and Chargers are 1-0. and 0. So now we'll move on to the third game of the week that is spotted up here, and it is the Seahawks versus the Colts. So sad to see the Colts O-line, especially after last year. We were ranked to have the best offensive line in the whole entire league, and then we come out this week. We have Carson Wentz just guns ablaze, and he's a very, very good quarterback, and he definitely showed his strength after getting hit a couple times, but man, do we miss Anthony Costanzo and having Eric Fisher out, especially after uh, this. Yes, yes, we did. How about Tyler Lockett? Man, that guy, he just, out of nowhere, He we had our Kahari Willis back there at safety, and Tyler Lockett just running those PA seams right down the middle, and all he did was Russell Wilson led him straight to the sideline, and he made a catch kind of like Terry McLaurin, not as difficult, but he had to completely shift his body the whole other way to make that catch. So props to him for having a great game. Four rece- four receptions, 100 yards, two touchdowns, and five targets, which means he only dropped one. Yeah, but how about Russell Wilson? Oh, my. That guy truly stepped up to the plate. 18 for 23. Man. On 254 yards. Hasn't thrown an interception and threw four I was to say, can we just talk about that for a second? He threw four whole touchdowns. And even though, like, him throwing uh, 18 for 23, that is amazing for a quarterback rating, especially with his wide receivers just stepping up big, like we just mentioned, Tyler Lockett, five targets, only dropped one. DK Metcalf, four receptions, 60 yards, one touchdown, five targets. That dynamic duo with Tyler Lockett and DK, it's scary for – Secondary. Oh, yeah, they were totally, especially with the uh, Colts. That was one of my biggest worries going into the week as a Colts fan. Um, having uh, the corners out as they just ruled out Xavier Rhodes right before the game, it's like who in the world are we going to have a guardian Tyre Lockett and DK Metcalf, especially because we have Rocky Sin, um, then we have uh, Kenny Moore, and then we also just have to have the safety step up big. But the safeties didn't step up big, so they had to cut a little bit. 
um, of safeties this week in free agency and had to sign some others because they just didn't step up to the plate. Yeah, how about Jonathan Taylor getting 17 carries? I about to say, man, everyone expected him to be a top five running back this year, and I don't blame them. I feel like this guy, if the Colts can utilize them, uh, utilize him in the right ways, especially as they know how to do. We're a very decent running team, but the biggest part is if we're we, if we want to have a good running, we have to have our offensive line be fully healthy and not have any, many injuries. Because man, the injuries just truly just hurt the Colts. Carson Wentz coming off that foot injury right after Quentin Nelson, um, then Quentin Nelson right after him. They announced it, same exact injury. They both had surgery. Carson Wentz recovered very well, but Quentin Nelson still very questionable with the thing. He played Sunday, and he had a very good game, obviously, blocking, but um, having Eric uh, Fisher out and having Marcus Davenport at left tackle, it just did not match up well, especially for their uh, Seahawks defensive line. Yeah, not at all. But including having our uh, wide receiver one out, too, for Yep, poor T.Y. Uh, Zach Pascal kind of stepped up. Four, oh yeah, four receptions for forty-three yards. Yep, and then uh, two more things from me on this side. Um, Jonathan Taylor, as you just mentioned, he did the uh, carries, seventeen carries, fifty-six yards, three uh, three yards per average. But can we just talk about how he stepped up for receiving six receptions, sixty yards, and seven targets? Yeah, I was about to pull that up, and even Naheem Hines, he had six receptions for forty-eight yards. That's probably one of my favorite things about this team is they're like a running back core because they have Naheem Hines. He's a very good elusive after the catch guy. Jonathan Taylor, he's a big guy that can just bulldoze over people, and he's still a very elusive guy. Yep. So. Going on to from that, uh, who was your standout player from this game? Well, uh, I would say the standout player is probably uh, probably have to be either Tyler Lockett or uh, Jonathan Taylor or no Carson Wentz stepping up, especially after this week one. But real quick before that, can we talk about Mike Strahan stepping up? He's a round seven pick for the Indianapolis Colts, and he steps up. He's a very big target, and he makes these uh, insane in-traffic catches. He's just a very big surprise, especially for a seventh-round pick that's stepping up to the plate, which is very good for a rookie like him. Yeah, my pl- my probably top player is probably Tyler Lockett. Yep. Four receptions for 100 yards. That's around 25 yards. That's 25 yards for each catch. Yep. If you're getting that, you're you're doing something right. Oh so. yeah. That that guy, he's just so elusive, man. He definitely his route running super crispy. He just knows how to leave a defender in the dust and it showed Sunday afternoon. Yeah. All right, so now we are going to be moving on to the New York Jets versus Carolina Panthers. It was a 14 to 19 score. Carolina edged it out at the end. I would say this was uh probably one of the best games that really uh surprised some people because Carolina really thought with Sam Darnold coming out after they acquired him that he would just come out uh, and be really good, which obviously he still was, but people expected with Christian McCaffrey playing as well as they utilized him with 21 carries and 98 yards. They definitely uh, knew what they were doing, but the Jets' defense, I'd just say they really stepped up in ways that people did not think that they could. Yeah, and they used McCaffrey for the rushing game and the passing game. Oh, yeah. He had nine receptions for 89 yards on receiving. Yep. So, I mean – Using him as a second to DJ Moore, DJ Moore had six receptions for 80 yards. I mean, and the coolest thing about it, Christian McCaffrey, I would, which is super weird for me to say this, but I would genuinely compare him to Tyreek Hill with how like fast that guy is 
and how like tiny he is too, like Tyreek Hill's height and stuff. It de- I would compare him to it because obviously he's a running back, but his receiving. His receiving just blows people out of the mind because he can be used in any game plan and still be effective. He could do pass, running, any of that. He could do an option. He could be good at blocker. He's probably, I would say, he's definitely top three running back in the league in my eyes, 100%. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Zach Wilson. Oh, man. What, what pick did he go? Uh, second? I thought he went second. I think it was second pick is what I believe, but it definitely shocked me. I mean, him coming out there, especially, I mean, we none of us can blame him. I mean, let's all just be honest. He didn't have the bestest of games, I do not believe, but um, as I'm looking here at the stats, but him coming out with these uh, wide receivers, he really does not have many options. I mean, Corey Davis, Braxton Burroughs, Denzel Mims, that guy just came from Chicago. Tyler Croft came from the Bengals. He's just really limited with the receivers, and that's something that the New York Jets just need to work on with their uh, as the year progresses. So if they can just get a better team, especially around an all-star quarterback like Zach Wilson is what he's expected to be coming out of college. Yeah, coming off of a second – he was a second pick, actually. Okay, all right, that sounds so, good. So um, he uh, – for a rookie, he looked really calm in the pocket. Yes, he did. I would agree. Going 30 – or 20 for 37 for a rookie, that's not bad. No, it's definitely not at all. And also throwing two TDs on 258 yards and only throwing one interception, I mean, that's pretty good for a rookie. And then another player that I really like is uh, Tevin Coleman. Yeah. Nine carries for 24 yards. It's like around three yards per carry. Yeah. But still, if – I feel like the their O line isn't as good as they uh the Jets could have it. Yeah, that's what I was uh just about to mention. Tevin Coleman with nine carries and twenty four yards, as you just said, around the three yards per average for the carry. My only issue with that is they're obviously you could see with the nine carries and he only has twenty four yards, they're trying to utilize the run a little bit, especially with their two backups having eight carries uh each from each other, four and four. Um, and Ty Johnson having four carries and 15 yards, 3.8 uh, yards per average, which is very good. But their offensive line, I personally believe, is not good enough for them to have the running backs to run the way that they want them to. Yeah, so going on from that, uh, who is your standout player in this game? Man, um, I would genuinely probably have to go with Sam Darnold. Him just coming off that uh, trade and going to a whole new team and just stepping up with his people with CMC, uh, DJ Moore, he just really showed that he's a good quarterback and that he just was not as good as he could have been uh, with it with the uh, New York Jets. Yeah, which is kind of funny that he played them week one. Yep, he had to get his redemption right back, that's for yeah. sure. Probably one of my standout players is probably Zach Wilson. I really like how calm he is in the pocket. Yep. The pocket will collapse and he'll just stand there, look, and find it, find his receivers if – when they get open. Yep, I would definitely agree. So now we are going to move on to an overtime exciting matchup that is listed on this next game. The Minnesota Vikings versus the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, David, just coming through this and seeing everything, just having the Bengals with Joe Burrow, him coming back after that insane knee injury after getting sacked by Chase Young last year, and then him also this year after they drafted Jamar Chase, he has his old LSU teammate back with him, throwing the passes that they used to run. And then he's also going against Minnesota, Justin Jefferson, which was their also old uh, LSU teammate. It's just very good to see all the college people going back up and succeeding in the NFL. Yeah, one thing that's kind of funny, looking at the stats uh, for the Vikings, it has Kirk Cousins for 49 
or 36 for 49. And then it has Justin Jefferson, yeah. one for one, through an 11-yard pass. Hey, man, That's I mean. It's kind of funny. If, they, if they're throwing the pass with Justin Jefferson, I mean, maybe he could take over Kirk Cousins' spot. I mean, I guess we'll never know. We'll have to find out. Yeah, one of my favorite players on the Vikings is probably the, uh, Adam Thielen. All right, I see that. I like that guy. He, His route running and his ability to see the ball is really good. Yeah. He had two TDs, nine receptions for 92 yards, which he – I mean, everybody was talking about Justin Jefferson last year, and he only went – uh, five receptions for 71 yards, which is really good, actually. Oh, yeah, I would 100% agree. I mean, he was one of the people, I feel like, with Adam Thielen, he's a very underrated guy. I mean, the Minnesota Vikings uh, wide receiver core, I feel like they're very underrated as they just have K.J. Osborne just sitting there. He's a guy that not many people know, but he has nine targets, seven receptions, and 76 yards. And then Justin Jefferson, as we mentioned before, Five receptions, 71 yards, nine targets. He's just a very good wide receiver, especially coming off his first few, first few years in the NFL. And then also, them also utilizing Dalvin Cook in the receiving game. Six receptions for 43 yards and seven targets. Yeah, one of my things that I'm looking at right now for the stats, they really used Joe Mixon for the Bengals. Oh, yes, they did. He had 29 carries for 127 yards. Yep. I w- and one touchdown. I mean, 127 yards, that's a lot of yards. Oh, yeah, I would 100% agree. And then, like I uh, mentioned before at the start of this, uh, Joe Burrow stepping up to the plate, 20 for 27, 261 yards and two touchdowns, zero interceptions. And like I said, him just utilizing Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, I mean, Jamar Chase having five receptions, 101 yards and one touchdown. And then the preseason showing that uh, he was dropping passes. So, like, I was watching this video, and right after Joe Burrow goes up to his uh, post-game interview after Jamar Chase, and he said, I thought I heard this guy could not catch. And, I mean, Jamar Chase proved everybody wrong, that's for sure. Yeah, so who do you think was one of the your, probably your favorite standout of this game? Mine, for sure, is probably either the quarterbacks on each side or Jamar Chase. But me, personally, I'm going to have to go with Kirk Cousins. Him coming off with uh, Minnesota 36 for 49, him having 351 yards and two touchdowns, that's just really good, especially with having that wide receiver core and knowing how to utilize them. That's just very good coming out of Kirk Cousins. Yeah, mine's probably Joe Burrow coming off that gruesome injury from Chase, from that hit from Chase Young, yep. going 20 for 27, Yep, not throwing any interceptions, and 261 yards. I really like him going into the next week. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to hop into the next game, which is Arizona Cardinals versus Tennessee Titans. Man, David, let me just tell you, I was watching this game live and seeing all these stats posted on Twitter and everything. Man, can we just talk about how Kyler Murray and the Cardinals stepped up big and shut down the Tennessee Titans as they were expected to be a very top team after picking up Julio? Oh, yes. Um Julio Jones only had three receptions for 29 yards. Yeah, I just feel like with the Tennessee Titans, how they uh, picked up Julio or whatever, I just feel like for Julio, it's not really the best spot he could have gotten as they have Derrick Henry there. But also with Derrick Henry only having 17 carries for 58 yards, he definitely did not seem like the person he was last year, especially just averaging three yards per carry. That's not like Derrick Henry. No, that's not like Derrick Henry at all. And getting 17 carry touches on the ball. Yeah. I mean... I don't know, but I'm. He's look. Last year he looked really like he wasn't gonna be able to get stopped. Yep. And Cardinals showed showed the world that that was different. Yes, they did. Uh, 
only having the 58 yards, especially with the 17 carries like you just mentioned, I feel like he should at least have 100 yards, especially with how big of a body he is. But, I mean, especially after the Cardinals, their uh, late transactions last year in the free agency or whatever and the signings as they picked up J.J. Watt. And uh, can we just talk about how Chandler Jones really stepped up big and Taylor Lewan, the guy who was guarding him or whatever, he uh, literally posted on Twitter saying, I failed you guys. I'll see you guys next week. As Chandler Jones had five whole sacks on uh, – the Ryan Tannehill. It just super uh, really surprised me how the defense of the Cardinals stepped up as they're also showing this week they're probably one of the most underrated. Yeah, I've always said that I've really liked the Cardinals' defense too. Yeah. The Cardinals, with the additions of uh, J.J. Watt and then uh, still having Chandler Jones and Buda Baker. Yeah. And then adding uh, a whole bunch of other players, yep. assets to the side of them. I don't know. It was... It looked really good. And then I really liked their receiving court. DeAndre oh, yeah. Hopkins, Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk, Chase Edmonds, and A.J. Green. Yeah, that was... It's looking pretty for the Cardinals right now. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. That was probably one of my uh, favorite things with the Cardinals. Just, man, can we just talk about how elusive Kyler Murray was being, especially with uh, having 21 for 32, 289 yards, four touchdowns. The guy's just a little... Uh, tiny quarterback. He reminds me of Lamar Jackson, if not, especially from the performance being even better. Yeah. So, who's the standout of this game for you? Um, I would probably have to go with uh, DeAndre Hopkins after making those impressive catches in the back of the end zone and getting, being able to get his feet down. Yeah. I, I'd, probably say, I'd probably say DeAndre Hopkins, too. Yeah. Or Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, with his evasiveness, is just really, really good quarterback. Yeah. All right. So now we are going to move on to the. Uh, it will be the San Francisco 49ers versus the Detroit uh, Lions. Uh, it turned out to be a really decent game at the very ending of the fourth quarter. The Lions were down by two whole touchdowns at the uh, beginning of the fourth quarter, and they somehow brought it back to 41 to 33, and they couldn't finish finish off the game winning drive. And the 49ers defense stepped up big. Yeah, one of the controversial things about uh, the 49ers is the quarterback situation. Uh, you have Jimmy Garoppolo, who showed he can take you to a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, 100%. And then you draft uh, Trey Lance. Yeah. And Trey Lance only threw a five-yard pass, but it was also for a touchdown, too. Yep. And Jimmy went 17 for 25. On 314 yards. About to say, he so it's really up in the air for what you want to do uh, in San Francisco. Yeah, as you just mentioned with Trey Lance, is them drafting a higher quarterback at the higher spot. It really shocked people that they picked Jimmy G over. But my reason why is because I'm sure they want younger experience with the people, as like the Packers did with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. That'd be my guess that they're trying to follow the same exact footsteps. Yeah, it seems kind of like that. And then uh, one of the trades that I really liked about this year was uh the Jared Goff Matthew Stafford trade. Jared mm-hmm. Goff going to Detroit and uh Stafford going to the um Rams. Rams, yeah. And yeah, even just talking about how you just mentioned Jared Goff, him stepping up being 38 for 57, that's really not the best, but him throwing 338 yards and three touchdowns and one interception, that's still a very good performance especially with the receiving core not really having anyone except TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift, but DeAndre Swift is uh labeled as a running back right now. Yeah, exactly. It's really up in the air with everything right now. Yep, especially after that trade. And then uh who would be your standout player of this week? I don't know. Jared Goff really stepped up this 
for in this game, even throwing 57 passes, only completing 38 of them, and he also went 338 yards. I mean, he looked pretty good. Yeah, especially coming out with a new team. Mine would probably have to be Debo Samuel, him having nine receptions for 189 yards and 12 targets, one touchdown, and then George Kittle just right behind him. The receiving court is stepping up, but mine would definitely have to be Debo Samuel. Oh, yeah. So now we are going to move on to the next game after that. It's the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers versus the Buffalo Bills. It was definitely one that surprised some people. Everyone thought the Bills were going to come out just amazing with Josh Allen or whatever, and somehow the Pittsburgh uh pulled up the upset they pulled it off oh yeah i thought the i i picked the bills to win this game because you know the bills i thought the bills had one of the better like josh allen devin singletary um you have stefan gid Diggs, uh cole beasley emmanuel sanders i mean you have everybody to, if you just if you can just put the pieces together you can be a really good team if you're down there in Buffalo. Oh, yeah, like you just mentioned with their assets or whatever, like them going to the playoffs last year or whatever, uh, defeating the Colts in that uh, wild card, I believe it was. They have the people to do it, but clearly if they're letting the Pittsburgh Steelers beat them, which obviously the Pittsburgh Steelers are not a bad team, especially with their defense with T.J. Watt there and uh, Mika Fitzpatrick, I just feel like the Bills should be able to pull us off, especially with an MVP-tier quarterback such as Josh Allen. Yeah. And uh, one of my standout players for this game was uh, Najee Harris. All right. Coming off of a rookie coming into the NFL, getting 16 touches on the ball. I, I mean, you only got 45 yards, but still you're getting – I mean, you can definitely tell that you're going to be their go-to for rushing. Yeah. Um, Mine, honestly, would have to be Big Ben. 18 for 32, not the greatest, 188 yards and one touchdown, but him being the age that he is, and then also Big Ben just out there rushing the ball, four carries for five yards. The guy just wants to get in the open field sometimes. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, and the final for that was 23 to 16. Pittsburgh uh, took it, so now the Bills are 0-1. So now we'll move on to the next game, Philadelphia Eagles versus Atlanta Falcons. Man, they just absolutely dominated the Atlanta Falcons, the Philadelphia Eagles did. Oh, yeah, it was... It was really bad game. Oh, yeah. And then having uh, for the Eagles their quarterback, starting quarterback after they uh, got rid of Carson Wentz last year, you had Jalen Hurts step up big for them, 27 for 35, 264 yards and three touchdowns. That's just really big from a person like him. And then also their receiving core with Devontae Smith, six receptions, 71 yards. That's just a really big step up uh, for their wide receiver core, especially as he's coming off a rookie year as they traded up to draft him. Yeah, exactly. Devontae Smith looked really good. I mean, he's, his hands are, like, certified. Yeah, they're literally sticky hands, I would agree with. But, like like you just said, like him coming off of college and how they traded up, because he was projected to go to the Giants, and then this trade-up, um, everyone expected Eagles to draft a quarterback and try to use Hurts in a trade package. But, genuinely, they got Devontae Smith, and his just route running just leaves defenders in the dust like none other. And it, all of it shows in his college gameplay. Oh, yeah. And how about the Falcons? Oh, man. The Falcons looked really bad. Yeah, it was not too hot, especially after seeing uh, their new draft pick, Kyle Pitts, four receptions for 31 yards and eight targets. It's just really upsetting to see how they went from a couple years back or whatever. They went from Super Bowl caliber team, and now they're all the way down to being beat by the Philadelphia Eagles 32-6. to It's just sad to see Matt Ryan um, not succeeding anymore. Yeah, one of my things – for the, this past draft, I thought they should have drafted up and got uh, Trey Lance or somebody like that. Yeah, because Matt Ryan, I Matt like, Ryan's getting at the end of his career. Yep, he's and, getting very old, and he's 
He's just not performing as like he used to. Nope. If it was like his Super Bowl run year and this guy, if they still had Julio Jones after they have Kyle Pitts too, it would be Julio, Calvin Ridley, and Kyle Pitts. That would just be a deadly wide receiving core. But ever since Julio left, I feel like the Falcons have truly just fell apart as a team. I feel like he held he he was the glue to that team. Yep. Um. So my standout player for this game was uh Jalen Hurts. I mean, all right. It's kind of. It's kind of set in stone for me. Yeah. Coming coming off, like, your first, like, this is going to be your first starting year as a QB1, and you come out and throw for 264 yards and three touchdowns yep. and no interceptions. Uh, it looked pretty good to me. Yep. So mine would have to be Devontae Smith having six receptions for 71 yards and eight targets and having that touchdown catch. That was probably just the most impressive for me, but – um, the final score for that was 32-6. to The Philadelphia Eagles beat the Atlanta Falcons. So now we are going to move on to Cleveland versus the Chiefs. Man, like I just uh, mentioned before with how the people are performing or whatever, um, the Chiefs were really like down by 12 points at halftime, and they were not looking hot in the first half. But, man, let me just tell you, they truly showed people why, they were, that why they've been in the Super Bowl the past few years, especially with Patrick Mahomes and them. Oh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Had 337 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. I mean, he kind of showed everybody why he's the MVP. Yep, and then having Tyree kill the receiving core, 11 receptions, 197 yards, and one touchdown for 15 targets. That guy, with his speed, he just shocks everybody truly. And then Travis Kelsey, six receptions, um, 76 yards, two touchdowns, and seven targets. Him just stepping up as he's one of the best tight ends in the league, if not the best. Yeah, one of my things, too... uh, Baker Mayfield didn't play a bad game. No, he did not at all. He had 28 pass attempts and completed 21 of them for 321 yards. And, I mean, he didn't throw any touchdowns, but he threw one interception. So it kind of looked like everybody around him didn't step up like they should And the thing is, with that interception, it really, like, wasn't even – I would say it probably was his fault because he got cocky at the end once they uh, were trying to drive down the field to get the game-winning drive against them. But the pick was just a great play by the defense on the Kansas City Chiefs to step up to seal it. But that pick, I really wouldn't even count. Just his performance of 321 yards just shows you how the Browns are a top-tier caliber caliber team this year, especially with OBJ as he got uh, ruled out this week uh, due to medical conditions, and then Jarvis Landry too. Yeah, and I mean, the Browns kind of showed everybody that they're they're wanting to use the run game. Oh yeah, they did None of none of their receiving stats had touchdowns according to him nope Nick Chubb had 15 carries for 83 yards two touchdowns Kareem Hunt six carries for 33 yards one touchdown yep and then Jarvis Landry uh two carries one touchdown mm-hmm. I mean it's I don't know there's the receiving stats aren't looking as good as the running stats yeah, so my standout player this week, I would love to pick Patrick Mahomes, but with the assets that he has around them, I just have to pick Baker Mayfield. Throwing 21 for 28, only seven incomplete, and I'm sure they all weren't his fault and that some of the wide receivers just dropped them. But the one interception, like I said, I don't think it should count, but him not even have Odell Beckham out there, just David Njoku and Jarvis Landry, and then them just stepping up. It's really good to see the Browns uh, going from their 0-11 days to up to being top-tier caliber team with the Chiefs and being able to compete. Oh, yeah. I agree 100% with Baker Mayfield. Yeah. He definitely surprised some people, and that's for sure. So, final score on that was 29-33. to Kansas City beats the Chiefs in an edgy game. So, now we'll go to another massacre and a score. 
It is New Orleans Saints versus Green Bay Packers. Whew, this is rough. Very yeah, rough. This is a rough game. Aaron Rodgers coming off his MVP season through 28 passes and only completed 15. For 133 yards and mm-hmm. two picks. That just breaks my heart they, because he was debating leaving that team too. And then his wide receiver core is still good, but he just didn't step up. They had to throw in Jordan Love. Yeah, Jordan Love didn't look bad though. No, he didn't. He kind of showed why they should have picked him. And Aaron Rodgers as a mentor, I feel like the Packers, they could be a top-tier caliber team in the years if they get their uh, defense up a little bit more and just a better wide receiver core. Yeah, Jordan Love threw seven uh, attempts and five completions. I mean, for 68 yards for a rookie or for uh, he's basically a rookie. Yeah, especially His after first time getting in the game, except for preseason. Yeah, I mean, it looked pretty good to me. And then, especially with nobody expecting him to come in, obviously, if they as they have Aaron Rodgers as a starting quarterback, nobody really expected them to come in unless they were absolutely beating the Saints. But man, the Saints defense—they just uh, stepped up uh, big against them, even with the picks and everything with Marshawn Lattimore and everything. But Oh my, can we talk about how the Saints had Jameis Winston step up after the retirement of Drew Brees? 14 for 20, 148 yards, and five total touchdowns. Man, Jameis Winston, as soon as uh, Tampa Bay signed Tom Brady and he left, nobody thought he was going to be a good quarterback. Nope. And the Saints gave him a try, and they hit the jackpot. Yes, they did. Even with having Taysom Hill behind him, as he's a multi uh, uh, multi-spot athlete, apparently. Um, him doing punt returns, wide receiver, tight end, running back, all that. But speaking of running backs, they're using Alvin Kamara for 20 carries, 83 yards, four yards per average. I mean, if I was if I was the New Orleans Saints uh, offensive coordinator, I'd be using Alvin Kamara too. Oh yeah, Jameis Winston looked like he could be an MVP. Oh yeah, 100. percent My opinion, like, if he plays like he was against the Packers and making the Packers defense look that silly. Yeah. And the Packers defense is not like bad at all. No. He can be up there, bro. He's he's a really good quarterback for like just now shining kind of. Yeah, my opinion with him, if he continues this type of performance, he's totally getting comeback player of the year in my eyes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Coming off of backing up Drew Brees and then all the controversy behind when uh, Drew Brees hurt his shoulder. Yep, and who, who to start. Who they were starting, and they started Taysom, and Taysom didn't play that well, and they kept putting Taysom in. This year, they I feel like they kind of had to go with Jameis. I feel like it was so, generally their only option. Yeah. So uh, my standout player would have to be Jameis Winston. Like we just mentioned, him just stepping up to the plate was very good to see for him after coming off these last couple bad years for him. Oh, yes, for sure. All righty, so now we are going to move on to the Denver Broncos versus the New York Giants. Um, it was 27-13. to 13. The New York, um, no, excuse me, the Denver Broncos beat them. Even after having uh, Saquon coming back, even after his injuries, they really uh, tried to use him with 10 carries for 26 yards, but it just really didn't work. I mean, the Broncos defense just stepping up big and holding Saquon, even after the injury, I feel like he should still be getting more yards. Yeah, one of the things I saw on Twitter was, well, um, uh, who? Oh, let's see. Do, 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 give me a second. Von Miller walked up to Teddy Bridgewater after the game and said, "I haven't had respect for somebody that's been in Denver until you come around." He said, "The last person I had 
uh, respect for was uh, Peyton Manning. Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. But uh, Teddy Bridgewater being 28 for 36, 264 yards and two touchdowns, and then them also utilizing the run game, 11 uh, carries for Melvin Gordon at 101 yards and one touchdown, averaging nine yards per carry. That's just exceptional for uh, him uh, being off of the Chargers, especially him just stepping up big for another team. You love to see it. Oh, yes, for sure. And then, like you said, the Giants, not Daniel Jones had 267 yards. Oh, yeah. And one one touchdown, and he contributed to the run game more than uh, – he had more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley did. Yeah. He had six carries for 27 yards, and Saquon Barkley had 10 carries for 26 yards. Yep. So my standout player this week would, uh, for this uh, player, I mean this uh, game, would probably have to be Melvin Gordon, just stepping up big for their running back core, especially having Javante Williams back there. He's really not a known guy, but he also had 45 yards, which is not bad for him. Yeah, my, my one is uh, Teddy Bridgewater. All right. He, he threw the ball really well this week. And if he, I feel like if he, if he continues this, he can, he can uh, take that Broncos team wherever he kind of wants to. Yes, I would totally agree with that. And then the final score on that was 27-13, to um, the uh, Denver Broncos beating the New York Giants. So now we'll move on to the next one, Miami versus New England. Man, this was an amazing overtime game in my eyes. Um, Miami, New England making all those free agency acquires. I mean, Bill Belichick just coming out trying to win, and you love to see it because, I mean, let's all just be honest, who doesn't like Bill Belichick? Even though he's a winning coach, he's just such a funny guy. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite players to watch in this game was Mac Jones. Oh, dude. I have said it since he got drafted and went to uh, New England that he was basically going to be another Tom Brady for Bill Belichick. Oh, yeah. And, like, just him stepping up. Like, the it surprised everyone at them cutting Cam Newton. But for me, in my eyes, I feel like it was a smarter decision because they had to cut uh, Cam Newton's salary and everything, especially after signing him to that deal. But, like, Mac Jones, him being on that rookie contract, it's just going to be best for them, especially after I heard a rumor that Mac Jones was actually teaching Cam Newton the playbook, which just surprised me because Cam Newton's already been there for a year, and that just shows that Mac Jones is willing to do whatever it takes to get his starting spot, which you'd love to see from a rookie-tier quarterback. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Damian Harrison, he had 23 carries. Oh, yeah. 100 yards. That's for a running back. He played really good. Especially for New England and them not having the greatest of O-lines anymore. But 23 carries for him, it just shows that they were getting on fourth downs or whatever. And they truly have faith in their running back core, which is good to see from Bill Belichick not having to use the run, uh, I mean the passing much more. Um, but they have Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, Johnny Smith. They're tight ends that they picked up during free agency. Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry both after losing Gronk. It was just such a good uh, free agency year for New England. Oh, yeah. So, who do you think was the standout player in this game, Miles? Me would probably have to be, I mean, man, I would I would have to say Jalen Waddle. It's a very risky uh, player, but four receptions, 61 yards, one touchdown, five targets. Him coming on his rookie year with Tua. I feel like Tua didn't play too bad either, but not the greatest. But it was. I just love seeing these rookie wide receivers being able to step up and be a top-tier person for their team. Yeah, there wasn't like a really good standout player to me, but Tua did step up. Played a decent game. Didn't play terrible, but didn't play at his best. But like you said, I'd probably take Jalen Waddle. Yeah, and then so now we'll move on to the next game, Chicago Bears versus L.A. Rams. Um, So 
uh, what probably surprised me the most, it was 34-14 to the Rams. After that trade with Matthew Stafford, I knew that they were going to be a very good team as he threw 20 for 26, 321 yards and three touchdowns. And him just utilizing his wide receivers with Cooper Cup with 108 yards and uh, Van Jefferson with 80, and then just using their running, I mean, their tight ends too, 68 yards. It's just amazing to see Matthew Stafford succeeding somewhere else other than the D- Detroit. Yeah, Matthew Stafford coming out of Detroit and going to Los Angeles, I kind of, I think everybody kind of knew that he was going to show everybody what he could be. Yeah. But as a Bears and Colts fan, man, why don't we start Justin Fields. That w- that's what I, that lo- was the big question. It looks like the Bears are scared to use him. Like Which they want to use him. It just blew my mind because the first drive that they put him back in, he literally came in. And he scored a uh, a driving. He uh, went down the field and marched down there on the Rams defense, which was not really done by Andy Dalton, and he showed why he should be the starting quarterback. But I don't know. It just seems like the Bears are too stubborn to put him in, which just surprises me. Yeah, and I mean he went two for two on passing attempts for 10 yards yep and I believe he had that rushing touchdown there on that scoring drive yep one carry for three yards and it was a touchdown yep I believe it was a read option but then them utilizing their running back with David Montgomery he's a very good running back that not many talk about 16 carries for 108 yards and one touchdown that's basically seven yards um average per carry yeah I think we can all kind of agree the standout player was Matthew Stafford yep I would 100% agree on that he just looked like an MVP and the MVP caliber quarterback yeah which is just amazing to see after uh him leaving the lines not being the best but that final score was 34 to 14 la rams win it so now we'll go to the last game it was the monday night football baltimore versus uh the oakland or las vegas raiders sorry excuse me there but um it just stinks for the baltimore uh ravens as they as they lose gus edwards um and marcus peters on back-to-back plays during practice and they both tear their acl yeah i mean Derek Carr, 435 yards. Man, that was just not expected by anybody. No, and he played a really good game. Yep. Just a really good game in general. And then you got Marcus Mariota for rushing for them. One uh, carry for 31 yards from Marcus Mariota. That was just amazing. And then the receiving, Darren Waller, 10 receptions, 105 yards. He's just an MVP caliber tight end right behind Travis Kelsey, I would say. that He's a person that they should be targeting that much. But like you just said, Derek Carr, man, that was just a great performance that no one expected by him. Yeah, how about the Los, An- or Las Vegas Raiders kicker? Oh, man, pinning that 55. Hitting a 55-yard field goal. Let's just say literally nobody expected that. To tie the game at 27. Man, that kicker, if they get rid of him, I mean, I'm just telling you, the Chicago Bears should probably pick him up ASAP. Yeah. Um. So who was your standout player here? There's a – I don't know. It's probably Derek Carr. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, mine is too. Just Derek Carr. Throwing 435 just blows my mind. So Especially for Derek Carr. Yep, so that is going to be the rev- – uh, week one a recap so now we are going to move on to the week two in our quick uh game predictions on uh who we think is going to win so the first one's thursday night football um and it is the new york giants versus washington football team but we also have taken to consideration that the washington football team after coming off the loss on ryan fitzpatrick they've tied uh tyler hennecke or taylor hennecke but the giants also have saquon so who do you think is going to take this one dave i I think the Giants will because I feel like the Giants have a really good team if they can put everything together. All right. And I think if they put it together, they can 
they can put a lot of numbers on Washington. Yep, I'm going to agree with you on the Giants as they just picked up Kenny Galladay, wide receiver, and I feel like Saquon, the only issue is Washington's defense with Chase Young. I feel like they could truly like win. I just hope that they can step up to the plate and win big. And then the next game that we have for Week 2 is Sunday football with the Patriots and the Jets. I mean, mine's obviously the Patriots. Just I feel like they're going to be such a top-tier caliber this uh, top-tier uh, caliber team this year and the Jets they're just the Jets man I mean they're not going to be a good franchise for a little bit as long as until they get targets around Zach Wilson yeah I mean Mac Jones when Mac Jones can play how he, everybody knows he can play he's going to be a really good quarterback for the Patriots oh yeah so I will take the Patriots too all right then next we have the Broncos and Jaguars I mean this is honestly a tough choice but after seeing uh the Broncos performance in the Jaguars it's kind of like a rookie uh, Jaguars versus the Broncos, but I'm going to have to take Broncos, man. I just feel like they're going to come out and just be a very good team. Yeah, I feel like Teddy can lead them to a lot of things that they want. Yep, I feel like Teddy's such, after coming out of his uh, worst years, he came out and he's shocking people. And we got Bills and Dolphins. I have a very hot take on this one. I genuinely think the Dolphins are going to beat the Bills. Really? I think Tua and Jalen Waddle and... Uh, Devontae Parker is just going to step up big, and I think their defense is just going to be good with Xavier Howard. I think that the Dolphins can pull this off. I mean, I, I think the Dolphins have a really good team this year. Yeah, they definitely improved from last year. Yeah, but like I said, if the Bills can put everything together yeah, like they did at the end of last year, if they put everything together that they know they can, I feel like it's going to be a really good really good turnout for the Bills, so I'm going to take the Bills from that game. All right, and like I said, I mean, I feel like the Bills should win, but I just have faith in the Dolphins, man. I've always liked the Dolphins. I just don't know why. But next, we have the 49ers versus the Eagles. I am going personally to have to take the Eagles here. I mean, both great quarterbacks uh, from the last week's performance, but Jalen Hurts just coming out, uh, just firing, being shocking, and just shocking everybody, really. Yeah, Jalen Hurts looked like a really, he he was a really good quarterback in that game. Which really shocked me, but also I kind of had a feeling that he was going to step up big. Oh, yeah, a thousand percent. And then next we have the Rams versus Colts. I mean, as a Colts fan, obviously it hurts to say this, but I expect the Rams to absolutely just beat us bad because, I mean, them coming off Matthew Stafford and his performance just showing up big. I mean, it stinks to say, but the Rams are just a better team here and all. Yeah, I think if the Colts come, if the Colts get everybody healthy, because I mean, we don't really have anybody healthy right now. Nope. If we get everybody healthy, we'll be a really good team. But other than that, the Rams are going to win. Yep. And then we have the next is the Raiders versus Steelers. And I think the – I personally, I think the Raiders are going to pull this off with Derek Carr's performance and whatever. Um, and then having Darren Waller there and then them utilizing their running backs too. I just don't feel like the Steelers' defense can stop them even though they're very good defense. Yeah. I, f- I feel like that's probably going to be one of the better games of the year. Yeah. For – for both teams, actually, it's going to be a really good game this week, especially. Both of them played a really good game against their two opponents. Yep. That they played this year, and they're both one and zero. Yep. And then uh, next we have the Bengals versus Bears. I would love to take the Bengals here. I would 100% take the Bengals if they had Justin Fields in, but they're just not putting them in. And I think the Bengals, they're just after their performance against the Vikings, which the Vikings were highly projected to win. Them just coming off with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, just showing them who's boss. Really, it was just amazing to see the Bengals actually winning. Yeah, I'm. If I think if the Bears play more f- with Justin Fields and what play less with Andy Dalton that they'll take the win but I'm still gonna have to take the Bears but 
it's going to be a close game, I think. Oh, yeah. And then next is the Texans versus the Browns. I'm going to have to take the Browns here. I mean, obviously, after Baker's uh, crazy performance with how much he passed there. I mean, the Texans, they did really good as a team, too. But I just feel like the Browns are going to take this one. Oh, I think the Browns are going to take this one, too. I mean, the Browns just looked like a really good team. Yep. They played a really good uh, uh, Chiefs team. So, I mean, going into that game, I think they're going to win. Yep, and then we got the next is the Saints versus Panthers. I mean, I'm going to personally, this could be a hot take too, but I'm going to have to take the Panthers, man. I mean, Sam Darnold just coming out being crazy right there. I just feel like he's going to step up. Yeah, I feel like both of these teams are – this is going to be another really good game this week because the Panthers, they stepped up big. They showed everybody that they, they can compete. And the Saints did too. They they beat the crap out of uh the uh the Packers. Green Bay Packers, yeah. And then uh next we have the Vikings versus the Cardinals. I mean, I'm gonna have to take the Cardinals here. I mean the Vikings played a really good game and it was an overtime game, but the Cardinals just their performance. I think the Cardinals are gonna be one of the best teams this year personally. Oh yeah, I think the Cardinals are gonna uh play a really good game. They have their depth and their depth chart is outstanding. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then next we have the Falcons versus the Buccaneers. I'm going to have to take the Bucks here, especially after the Falcons just got uh, beat by the – I forget who it was, but they uh, definitely got beat. It was like 6-32, to 32, I believe. But I'm just going to have to take the Bucks. I mean, I mean, Tampa Bay, man, they're just too good for them. Yeah, they um, – um, let me see. I'm trying to figure out who they lost to. Um, they got beat. 32 to 6 by the Eagles. Yeah, that's just not good at all. No, not at all. And then next we have the Titans versus the Seahawks. I'm going to have to take the Seahawks even though I'd love to take the Titans. The Seahawks just performance against them is just too good. Yeah. Me too. And then next we have the Cowboys versus the Chargers. I'm going to have to take the Chargers with Justin Herbert and how they're performing. Oh yeah. Uh Chargers just look like a really good team right now. Yes, yes, they do with the running backs and everything. Then we have the Chiefs versus Ravens. With their uh, the Ravens injuries, I'm going to have to take the Chiefs and Patty Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, me too. Chiefs just look like a really good team right now. Yep, and then we have the Lions versus the Packers as the Monday night game. And I'm going to have to take the Packers here personally. I feel like Jared Goff can play well, but I just feel like the Packers, they're just not playing good. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to take the Packers, but, I mean, the Lions, I don't – I don't think they can like they need to cha- change their franchise somehow some way but I don't think I think they need to get more uh receivers behind uh Jerry Goff. Yeah, and so that will end up wrapping it up as we just did our predictions and then the week 1 recap. So uh we'll see you guys next week and then we'll uh bring up the stats again and we'll see how you uh how you guys enjoyed it. So this is all on the Whiteland High Entertainment Network.